Welcome to this edition of the Christian Drive Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Dunn. Thankful and blessed to be here with you on this Sunday, September 20th, 2020. Now, this is the first edition of the podcast. The goal of this podcast is to give you that drive as a Christian, to give you that boost that you need in your Christian walk of life. Inspiration, encouragement, to uplift you, maybe even learn something new to help you out. Now, if you are a non-believer and you happen to tune in, I hope that you listen to this podcast and that maybe something will spark within you that may lead to your decision to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. For the record, I am not a pastor. I am not a preacher. To put it best, I'm just a child of God with a radio broadcasting degree. I have been in broadcasting for nearly 13 years. I got the inspiration to do this podcast by way of doing devotionals for my church back during the COVID-19 pandemic when you couldn't go to church in the state of Illinois as the doors were closed. So I did devotionals through our church's Facebook page. Um, I will tell you this, the first one I ever did, it was over 40 minutes long and I had over 600 views on it. I'm not tooting my own horn. It's just, uh, I didn't think I talked over 40 minutes. So God has placed this idea, um, in my heart to do these devotionals. And so, um, I've talked to a few people about it. Uh, they really like the idea uh, that I'm doing devotionals again. So I want to thank those who uh, kind of gave me the guidance to saying, yeah, i like to hear you do a devotional. Um, so today's devotional is something that it pertains to a life experience that I had. And there's also a story, a couple, actually I should say a, a couple of stories in the Bible that I think of when I think of my uh, life story, when I think about this one particular uh, time of my life. And so God has weighed this devotional upon my heart. He's all, it's also been in my mind as of late. So uh, what I am going to do is I'll tell you the story first and then apologize for that. My phone is just sometimes it gets I get score updates. So uh, but anyway, uh, what we'll do is I'll tell you the story first and we'll dive into the word. Also, I've known here too, I got a bottle of water right next to me, so I may take uh, a few, um, a, a few, uh, I may drink a few times with the bottle of water. I've got a bottle of water right next to me, so sometimes I got to kind of cleanse my throat a little bit. And so, anyway, I just kind of keep hydrated as well. So, uh, so I apologize if you happen to hear like a, a lid, like a little cap being unscrewed and screwed on at times, just because. I'm drinking water as well, so I just want to go ahead and mention that. Now, before I start, uh, would you like to join me in a word of prayer? Dear Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this day which you have made, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all that you have done uh, for my uh, friends and family as well as myself, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that this devotional today, Lord, I pray, Lord, that it uh, that uh, it finds those, Lord, who, uh, who uh, need you, Lord, at a time, Lord, when... This world is uh, pretty crazy right now, Lord. A lot of fear, a lot of chaos, um, even some, um, even people being scared, Lord. But Lord, I pray, Lord, that, uh, Lord, I believe you're still in control and that I believe, Lord, you can work in any situation, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for those who find this podcast, Lord. I pray, Lord, that 
they will learn something new, Lord. And uh, maybe, Lord, for those that are Christians out there, Lord, uh, those that are listening, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that they... Uh, that they'll be able, Lord, to receive encouragement and, and be inspired, Lord, and that, uh, Lord, this that this podcast, Lord, can give them that boost, can give them that drive to help keep them going, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for those that, Lord, that they do not know you, Lord. I I pray, Lord, that maybe there might be something that I say that may cause that spark, as I mentioned moments ago, Lord, and that, Lord, uh, they will accept you as their personal Lord and Savior. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you help guide me during this devotional, Lord, and I pray for those, Lord, that are uh, sick and afflicted with COVID-19 or any other virus or or disease, Lord, and pray, Lord, to heal them, Lord. Also pray for those, Lord, that may be, uh, may be having a battle, Lord, uh, inner battle that we don't know about, but you do, Lord, and that, Lord, I pray, Lord, that uh, through you, Lord, that uh, they will achieve victory, Lord, and uh, Lord, lots of things to pray about, Lord, but uh, Lord, uh, you know everything. You're the all-knowing God. And I just pray, Lord, that you uh, be with those, Lord. Be with all of us, Lord, those that are listening to this podcast. Uh, and uh, those, Lord, that, um, like I said, maybe not be able to right now, Lord, but, Lord, maybe maybe down the road they do, Lord. And uh, I pray, Lord, that uh, that you help me out in this devotional. In your name, amen. So uh, what we're going to do is let me grab a drink of water here real quick first. Um So, so if I had to title this devotional today, it would be sinking. The lifeguard is here to help. I want to talk about my story first. Um, I've already, I've only told this to a few people. Um, so the story goes back. It happened on Saturday, August the 15th, 2020. So, uh, just a little over a month ago, I was floating on a tube Going down Current River near Donovan, Missouri. Now, some of you that are listening to this podcast have heard of Current River. It's a big tourist attraction during the warm months of the year. Now, for those of you who haven't, Current River is mainly a shallow river. Um, if you were to kayak, canoe, go tubing or boating, most of the time you could actually look down into the water and actually see the bottom of it. <laughs> and uh, while I was tubing, I noticed that. Now uh, there are times you can't, as the uh, as the de- as the uh, as the bottom of the river, the river bottom just it's just up and down. It's up and down like a roller coaster. Um, I don't know exactly the maximum number of feet you know, like current river is in terms of you know how deep it is. Um, but I will tell you that there are points of it where it's shallow. There are points of it where it's deep. Also, like if you were to get some rains and over time, you know, some flooding can happen on the river. That could actually cause the river to swell. So that's another thing too. But anyway, a group of us went down there. It was a group of five of us, including me. Um, I'll just say their first names. It's Keegan, Jace, Rachel, Murph, and myself. Now, all five of us started off pretty close together, but at some point... Keegan, Jason, Rachel were behind. They got caught on shore over to the side, on the south side, early on as Murph and I, well, we got caught in the in the current, in the flow of the current river and zipped past them. And when you're floating down the river, um, you have to dodge logs, fallen tree limbs and rocks. Now, 
I was floating on my tube, and I also had tied to my tube our cooler, which was full of drinks and snacks. Um, so there were, I remember this afternoon really well. It was a gorgeous afternoon. It was hot. Uh, my kneecaps got burnt pretty bad. Uh, I did apply sunscreen, uh, but just my kneecaps, they got the brunt of the sun's rays. Uh, but I remember it was a sunny, yet it was a hot day. There were several boats that were going up and down the river that afternoon, and the boats would generate waves as they passed by. So if you were in the middle, uh, and the waves generated from the boats that go speeding by you, the waves, what they will do is, they will push your tube over to the side of the river, and the risk of going ashore or crashing into a rock and a tree limb increases. Now, I was in the middle floating on my tube when some boats uh, zipped by and the waves pushed me over to the right. Now, I'm trying to get back toward the middle. I'm trying to get back to about the middle of the river. And I look ahead and I see, uh, I kept saying it was a log at first, but it was more like a tree limb. Well, this tree limb was big and it was actually sticking out of the water. I mean, you could actually see it. And so... Um, it was a pretty good sized limb. I mean, this was no small limb. This was a pretty good sized limb. And so I had my tube and the cooler tube. So I have pretty much, I'm like, you know, I'm floating on one tube and then the other tube is tied onto my tube. So the cooler tube is tied onto my tube. So I hope that makes sense. But, uh, I tried to paddle over to the left to avoid it, to avoid the limb. Yet the current was strong. I was moving at a pretty good pace actually so in a split second move what I did was I kicked my I kicked up my feet so meaning I propped up my feet and absorbed the impact of the limb and somehow I don't know how it happened but I praise God for this what happened was I rolled over to my left and I didn't actually let go of the tube I, I just absorbed my my feet and my legs absorbed the blow i rolled over to the left side of my tube and i'm hanging on to my tube i mean i'm literally clinging on to it and so keep and also another thing in mind i'm six foot four in height i mentioned how there are some deep spots in current river well when i went over um after you know again after that limb um i did not feel the river bottom with my feet. This was one of the deepest parts of the river. I just remember kind of, you know, moving my feet around thinking, well, um, I should be feeling bottom and I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, that was like, Whoa, you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta hang on to my tube here. So I'm floating down the river, holding on to my tube, but I keep hanging on until I finally found a shallow spot upstream to hop onto my tube. Now, I'm not sure if it was shortly after I hit the tree limb, but as I was holding onto my tube, my right knee scraped against some rocks. And I tell you what, that hurt. I yelled out in pain. I mean, it was just like, ugh, you know, you can actually feel it. Now, my knee was bleeding as well, not bad, but it was just scraping against those rocks that was enough to draw blood. Now, by Muddy Murph, Murph was near me when this happened. He saw what happened, and he told me later on that he panicked. I mean, he was worried about me. So, if there wasn't any good news in all this, 
it was that both tubes did not get punctured. So what I'm saying here is, is that, you know, if you get a sharp enough point on a limb, you can actually poke a hole in it. And before we embarked down the current river, I had heard a story about someone, I'm not going to mention any names, but this is an individual that I know personally. He was uh, floating down current river, something happened, and his uh, tube uh, actually got deflated and he had to swim a pretty good distance. So I was hoping that wasn't going to happen to me and it didn't, but man, could you imagine after hitting like a limb or a rock or and just one or both of those tubes getting punctured? I mean, we weren't even like halfway through the journey. We weren't halfway through our expedition. And <laughs> that would have been awful having to swim all the way. So, uh, But I thank God for his protecting hand that day, that afternoon. Um, someone did ask me after I told that story, would I go down the current river again? Uh, I probably wouldn't. It's one of those times where I said, yeah, I went down the current river and Stuff like that. But one thing I've known here before I get onto the Bible verses, talking to the, the, the kayakers, those that were uh, canoeing, and those that were on tubes, uh, the biggest complaint down, down there, the biggest complaint was the boats. Uh, the boats that would zip on by and generate those waves. I did see a couple of Missouri state troopers on a boat. Uh, and they were just slowly cruising upstream. I'm cool with that. But it's those that just speed right by you. And in fact, uh, Keegan, Jason, Rachel, uh, this is when we were separated from them until we met up at a sandbar-like thing. Well, we'll say sandbar, I guess. But anyway, they mentioned, in fact, there was a person on a boat that was heading towards them. And the boater happened to see them in the nick of time and just veered off. So, uh it's definitely something that I think needs to be brought to the attention of, uh, you know, uh, local law enforcement as well as county and even like the park rangers and conservation officers down there. So that's just, um, you know, that's just something that, again, uh, that's one of the biggest complaints that I heard about, you know, while we were down there. So that's my story. Um, I know it took uh, several minutes, but I just wanted to kind of go ahead and give you the information about it. Uh, it it kind of ties in with the following verses I'm going to read to you as part of this devotional on the Christian Drive podcast. Again, today's devotional is Sinking. The lifeguard is here to help. Now, the first story that I want to read to you is one of my favorites. And honestly, it's one of the coolest in the Bible that no one talks about. And in my lifetime... I have only heard it being used one time in a sermon, and I think it is a story that's under the radar as well. But this story has given me encouragement. If you're able to, um, you know, if you're driving down the road, uh, you can look this up later if you want to study it a little bit more. But uh, you can turn to Second Kings chapter six, verse one, and we're going to read about a well-known man named Eli- uh, named Elisha. He was a disciple and the protege of Elijah. Now, if you recall, after Elijah was taken up in a chariot of fire, he gave Elisha a double portion of his power. So um, he would go on to perform twice as many miracles as Elijah did. And Elisha was a man of God 
and he had an abundance of power, no doubt about it. So 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, it reads like this, verse 1. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. Uh, this is verse 5. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he shewed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither. And the iron did swim. Therefore said he, take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about here in this. Um, let me go ahead and bring this up here. I got my phone on me here. Um, so uh, that's how I'm podcasting. This is through my phone. And I just happened to lose my place. There we go. So uh, what happens is we... Find in this passage that Elisha and his men were on their way to their destination. They come upon the Jordan River. Um, I was looking at some facts about the Jordan River. Um, the Jordan River is 156 miles in length. It flows roughly north to south through the Sea of Galilee and onto the Dead Sea. Now, the Jordan River is actually significant in, in a couple of ways here. Uh, if you read in the Bible, uh, this is the same river that the Israelites used in crossing it into and, and used in crossing to get to the promised land, and also that Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. So, a couple of uh, big stories in the Bible where the Jordan River is referenced here. Now, Elisha and his men had to cross the river to get to the other side, so they start cutting down the wood. One of the men that was cutting wood. His axe head flew off the handle and into the water. Um, this may be, and it's amazing how God speaks to us. It's amazing how he lays things upon our heart. And this may be kind of weird to say it, but I just want, but I just want you to understand this part because God laid it upon my heart. In our Christian walk of life, and like this story here, we are like that axe head. I know it sounds kind of weird, but we are doing what we're supposed to be doing for the Lord, you know, according to his purpose and will. Um, sometimes we'll get sidetracked and we'll lose focus. And like that axe head, you know, its purpose is to cut and chop wood. Well, the axe head is not good. I mean, it's not being used. Uh, I mean, the axe head is not good if it's not being used. Or in this case, you know, flying off the handle and into the water. Now, mention iron. Iron is a metal. It's the fourth most common element in the earth's crust. The man who was using the axe to cut down a tree so they could cross the Jordan River told Elisha that the axe he was using is borrowed. Now, it doesn't say who the owner was, you know, the real owner, the rightful owner of that axe. Could have been borrowed from a friend or relative. And it was of the utmost importance that the axe was to be returned to its rightful owner. Um, when you borrow, and it pertains to real life here too, when you borrow something from someone, they expect you to return it in the condition that it's in. Uh, 
it was this man's responsibility. It was this man's responsibility to get, you know, bring this axe back to its uh, rightful owner. Uh, let me take another quick drink of water here. But uh, again, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. So when they, um, when the man uh, showed Elisha the place where the axe head fell, Elisha then cut a stick and put it into the water. And the iron came up from the water's depths, and the man was able to retrieve it. You know, I had a funny thought about this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just what I was studying these scriptures. Can you imagine an axe head? Again, it's made out of iron. That's what the Bible says, made out of metal. So it's made out of iron that all of a sudden, you know, it rises up to the water surface Grew a pair of legs and arms and started swimming. Could you imagine an axe head doing that? I mean, that would be quite a sight. I mean, I'd probably be freaked out and thinking, I can't stop watching this. <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> so the Bible says the iron did swim. Now, I believe when Elisha put his stick into the water, that the axe head ascended up from the river's depth. And then Elisha, using his power, made the iron come to the man so he can retrieve it. As I said earlier in the devotional, Elisha had a lot of power. This is an example of how God worked through Elisha. And you know, we are just like that axe head. When we are sinking, we can cry out to God and he can pull us up and rescue us. We'll face waves. There'll be obstacles. I talked about Current River earlier with the fallen limbs, the logs, the rocks. We got to stay afloat. Like, you know, like going down Current River on that tube, kayak, canoe, boat. You know, we must stay afloat. And, and that's the same way here. Um, that's the same way here. We got to stay afloat. Now, our uh, next and last story that ties this all in together can be found in Matthew chapter 8, verses 22 through 32. And again, if you happen to be driving and you're listening to this podcast, uh, you may want to, uh, like I said, just read this. You may want to read it later and study it. Uh, but the, for those of you that you know are not driving, uh, you could actually, uh, you could actually uh, look this up in your Bible here. Again, Matthew chapter 8, verses 22 through 32. Uh, again, I, I want to mention I am reading from the King James Version. Um, if you want me to, the next devotional I do, I could actually do a new international version or a version that's easier to understand. Anyway, it uh, reads like this again, Matthew chapter 8, verses 22 through 32. And straightway Jesus uh, constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him and, unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Verse 25, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out, in, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Verse 28, And Peter answered, and, answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, 
He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30, But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And then uh, verse 32, And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Um, so this story happened after Jesus fed the multitude using the fish and loaves of bread he had. Um, and I'm not going to read that story, but you can uh, go back and read it um, as it's actually one of the most well-known stories um, in the um, in the New Testament. Well, Jesus uh, was walking on this earth, uh, but the boat that the disciples were in was just being battered by waves from a storm. Uh, this was a storm that had power. Uh, this wasn't no tiny storm. This was a storm that had power with it. And I had a devotional months ago titled "Learning from the Storms of Life." Uh, this is one that was one of the devotionals I did for my church. And in that devotional, I said, "Never let your faith dim in the storm of life." Now, for the record, I have never been on a boat. I've never been on a ship, but I would imagine for the disciples, all I can do is just imagine and just kind of, you know, kind of hypothesize what was going on here. I would imagine it wasn't no fun being in a ship that was being battered by the waves caused by the wind, nor was it fun to think about how much water, you know, was sloshing, you know, getting into the boat from the waves because we all know when a boat takes on too much water, it will sink. Let me uh, drink another uh, bit of water here. Um, another part that um, of the story that stands out to me, um, and I just lost my place. <laughs> um there it is. Another part of the story that stands out to me is when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water. At first, they didn't think it was him. Uh, they didn't recognize him immediately. The uh, Bible says they thought it was a spirit. Um, or in today's terms, I mean, you could say that, or even a ghost. Um, and it says that they were fearful. Now, be in the disciples' shoes for a moment. If you saw a spirit walking on the water, you probably be like, Whoa, that's scary. That's crazy. Um, am I, are my eyes deceiving me? That kind of reaction. Can you blame them? I don't blame them in this case. I mean, I'd be, I mean, I'd be scared too. So their fears were relieved when Jesus spoke to them saying, it is I be not afraid. So that's all Jesus had to say to them. And I think after he said those words, um, I believe the disciples' nerves were calmed by it. And when you hear the Lord speak in that still, small voice, it's actually a good thing. It's a relief. It's uh, it's a positive. I mean, it gives you that blessed assurance that the Lord is here. And, and I'm pretty sure in our Christian walk of life, we have had this. We've kind of felt this way. Some days... It may feel like the Lord is 5,000 miles away from us. But I'm here to tell you today, the Lord is near. 
and he is here with you. Even though there are days where it just seems like, you know, you're um, like I'm here in Illinois and then, you know, the Lord is 5,000 miles away or even like halfway across the globe. But I know that if I call upon him, you know, he can come, you know. Um, we find that Peter was walking on the water after Jesus bid him to come. And the Bible says, you know, Peter was actually doing pretty good. He was actually doing pretty good. And I've heard, I've heard some preachers preach about this over the years, even some evangelists as well. There are some that say that, you know, Peter was kind of, you know, he was walking on the water and then he kind of looked back at his disciples saying, hey, look what I could do, kind of bragging in himself a little bit. I can see that happening, but in my Bible, it says, uh, you know, the winds, you know, got boisterous, you know, the winds got strong and Peter, um, you know, just got, a, he became afraid and, and he began to sink. And I found this quote about this particular story and it goes like this. Again, this is a quote that I found online, but I thought it was actually really good. Trusting God is like Peter walking on the water. As soon as you stop trusting him, you start sinking. That's a really good quote. Let, let, let me say that again. Trusting God is like Peter walking on the water. As soon as you stop trusting him, you start sinking. That is a good quote. There's there's truth to that. Want to walk on water? Trust God. When we don't trust in him, that's when the sinking starts. And there are going to be times in life when we're sinking. Uh, when you feel like you're drowning in life, don't worry. Your lifeguard walks on water. And Jesus you know, reached out his hand to Peter and pulled him up. And once they got into the ship, the wind ceased. So yeah, again, when you feel like you're drowning in life, don't worry. The lifeguard walks on water. That's Jesus himself. He is that sea walker. Um, before I wrap this up, I don't know your situation. I don't know where you're at in life. I'm here to tell you today, if you are sinking, trust God. Uh, if you are sinking, you can call out to the lifeguard, Jesus, for help. He can pull you up just like what he did to Peter. And there is nothing wrong with asking God to help you in times of trouble. Bible says the Lord is our refuge. He can be. And I've used that in my devotionals before. Uh, he's here. So, um, again, you know, if you're sinking, trust God. Believe in him. If you're sinking again, you call out to the lifeguard. The lifeguard is here. A quick prayer. Um, Lord, in this life, there will be storms. Storms that cause our world to rock and shake. Storms that make us feel like we are sinking. Lord, bring peace and calm to the storms. Remind us that you are with us and that you control the waters. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Drive podcast today. I apologize for it being long. I uh, know it's over 30 minutes long yet. It is what God placed on my heart. Help spread the word about this podcast. If you want to drop in a good word as well, uh, feel free to contact me. Uh, have a wonderful day and hope to see you next Sunday for another edition of the Christian Drive Podcast. And again, today's uh, devotional, uh, just to repeat the title, 
one more time. It is sinking. The lifeguard is here to help.